Well, good morning, everyone. I am not Pastor Danny, and uh, my name is Ross Hartsfield, and my official title is the Education Pastor. And I'm here today because, as most of you know, Pastor Danny's mom passed away this past Tuesday, and it was a celebrated homegoing. As he's told us many times, his mom had severe Alzheimer's, didn't know anyone or anything. And uh, so on Tuesday, God freed her from her earthly body, brought her into heaven. Hallelujah. She got a new body and a new mind. It's a great thing. No more memory problems, no more physical restraints, and no more pain and suffering. She was healed, restored, set free. And I'm sure today that she is running and leaping and singing praise to her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a blessing. Amen. As we spend these next few minutes talking about the truths contained in the Bible, let me ask you this question just to think about it. Do you know without any doubt that when you die, and we're all going to get there at some point, that you will receive the blessed hope of eternal life and being with Jesus Christ? According to the Bible, there's only one way to get there. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, if you're not sure, you'll have the opportunity to settle the answer to that question before you leave today, once and for all. So let's take a moment and pray for Pastor Danny and his family right now. Father, we thank you for Danny's mom. Thank you for her faith. Thank you that she trusted you as her Lord and Savior. And I give you praise today that she is whole and fully restored in your presence. We pray today, Father, for Danny and Ashley, Hannah, Bryant, Layton, all of their family. You would continue to bless them, comfort them, give them traveling safety as they return here to Austin this week. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, Pastor Danny asked me to speak to you today on this Sunday preceding Thanksgiving on being thankful. And the text that I've chosen is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. And you are certainly welcome to look that up in your Bibles and follow along. It's an interesting text written by the Apostle Paul in his first letter to the Christians at Thessalonica. Now, Thessalonica was a city in Macedonia that Paul and Silas visited on their second missionary journey. And in our world today, uh, the city is called Thessaloniki, and it's basically right where it was back when Paul and Silas were there, and it's found in the country of Greece. So Paul went and a small group of people believed and he was able to establish a new church in Thessalonica. And then he and Silas went on to other cities, but to encourage them, 
sometime later, he sent Timothy to come back to the church at Thessalonica. And in the third chapter of 1 Thessalonians, Paul writes, but Timothy has just come to us from you. So he had just gone to Thessalonica and he was coming back to report to Paul. And he says he has brought good news about your faith and your love. And then after that, Paul proceeded to write this letter, 1 Thessalonians 2, the Christians there, to encourage them in living out their faith in a pagan world. Now, these three verses are tucked away in the very last part of his letter. And uh, you see them on the screen. Let's read them out loud together. Are you ready? Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So I want us to focus as we begin on the last phrase, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The Greek word that Paul uses for will is thelema. And it means what one wishes to be done or what one has determined shall be done. So when he says the will of God in Christ Jesus, Paul is saying that God's purpose or desire, his wish, what God has determined shall be done, is that he is going to bless us through Christ Jesus. But then secondly, Paul is clearly saying that God's will for us is that we do what he just told the Thessalonian Christians to do. It's God's desire and it's his will that we rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. It follows then that it's God's will for us to be in Christ because his purpose and desire is to bless us through Christ Jesus. But if you are outside of Christ, if you have not chosen to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, God cannot bless you. As we come on this Sunday preceding Thanksgiving, as Christians, our first cry of thanks to God should be for blessing us through Christ Jesus. When you and I were trapped in our old sinful nature with only ourselves to turn to, without any knowledge of forgiveness or eternal life, God sent Jesus into the world. He chose to die on that Roman cross, taking all the filth and shame of our sin on Himself, and he died. He was completely dead and buried in a tomb. But three days later, God raised him up from the dead. And when he arose, sin and death were defeated. And in that resurrection, Jesus can offer us forgiveness for our sins and everlasting life. So when Paul says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, he means that it's God's will for you to be saved, to be born again through Christ Jesus. And once you have received 
Christ Jesus, you are His child forever. You are permanently in Christ. And God can bless you through Christ Jesus in multiple ways. That alone is reason enough for us to celebrate Thanksgiving this Thursday. Amen? Now, the first directive that Paul gives us is rejoice always. There's no hidden meanings here. Rejoice means exactly what it says. Be glad. Be joyful. Be very glad. And when are we to rejoice? The adverb here is always, which simply means at all times. So Paul is saying, be glad at all times. Be joyful at all times. Be very glad at all times. Now part of my purpose, and this is what Pastor Danny asked me to do today, is to encourage you today, just as Timothy encouraged Paul. So I want to share with you, uh, as we go into this week of Thanksgiving, some things that God is doing in and through His people here at Great Hills that you might not see or know. And my hope is that you'll leave today with rejoicing and with a heart that's overflowing with thanksgiving. Today, November 23rd, 2014, I can rejoice at Great Hills Baptist Church. What a great blessing just a moment ago to see you come down the aisle, every person in the room, to give an offering that God had placed on your heart to the Lord for our harvest offering. That's always one of the most inspiring times for me every year as I know you've prayed and you're giving what God wants you to give. Paul says, rejoice always. One of the most powerful ministries that God is blessing and using to change lives here at Great Hills is one that you would definitely never see. It's not visible. It's a ministry that we call LifeBridge. This ministry started in 2009 with the specific purpose of helping people from other countries who were moving to Austin to learn about American culture, to learn how to live, to adapt to American lifestyle, to provide them with English classes, and to tell them the wonderful news of God and the truth about salvation and eternal life. Did you know that we are literally surrounded, I mean, our property is surrounded by people from countries all over the world, and they are looking for help, especially with learning English. Uh, last Sunday, I know that uh, they made a special effort just to invite some of these people to our services. As the students attend classes, which are taught by our church members, uh, they are taught basic English skills, but they are also taught about the Bible. For many of them, this is the first exposure they've ever had to the Bible. And you can imagine they have all kinds of questions about the Bible, about God, about Jesus. And this fall, uh, we had people from 11 different countries in our LifeBridge program. Last Tuesday night, this picture that you see on the screen was taken. 
they were having a, a meal together, all of their volunteer teachers and all of the students. And here's the countries that were represented, Algeria, Belarus, China, India, Iran, Japan, Korea, Mexico, Peru, Taiwan, and Turkey. I am so thankful for LifeBridge and how God is using these classes to bring all people to Himself. The Gospel is truly being shared with the nations right here on our, our campus every week by our own people. Rejoice always. Then there's always cause to rejoice when there are children at church. I have been rejoicing all semester, all this fall, because we have so many children participating in our Sunday morning and Wednesday night activities. Great volunteer leadership, children learning scripture, teaching the truths of the Bible, getting that every Sunday. Every class, the teachers are being creative, and it's just absolutely fun to be in Bible life in children's ministry on Sunday morning. I went into the, the preschool uh, kindergarten class two weeks ago, and so they were all working on their scrolls. You know, and you have the little uh, toilet paper rolls, and you've got it all doctored up, and they're drawing pictures, all of those things. And, and they were talking about Jonah. You guys hang on on the video there. I'll get the video in just a moment. So hang on, I'll get you there. All right. So they're making these, and so the teacher said, children in Nineveh, who did the, who did the people pray to? And they all went, many gods, many gods. And then the teacher said, now, children, who did Jonah, and who do we pray to? And all the children went, oh, we just pray to the one God, the only God. It was a great experience. I know you would have had to have been there, but it was such a blessing to see that. And that's happening every Sunday in our children's Bible life classes. Then on Wednesday nights, if you go to the C building, it's full of children in children's choirs and then in Awana. And uh, so, I mean, the building is rocking. So I shot a little video a couple of weeks ago uh, when they were doing recreation. And so you guys kind of, Shane, you can crank up the volume a little bit and just check out what they were doing here. Well, you're looking at me and not them. That's good. There it is. Were they having a good time? I'm telling you. It is great in Awana. I love it. Yes, good. It reminds me that the Lord says in Deuteronomy, these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. 
I love walking through the Iwana classrooms and hearing them quote their scriptures to their leadership every week. What a blessing. Way to go. Children's choirs, Bible life, Awana. What a great blessing. Rejoice always. And then if you go over to the A building on Sunday mornings, you'll find the entire second floor. I mean, every single room on the second floor on Sunday mornings is filled with students from sixth grade through college. Uh, on Wednesday night, if you come back, you've got students, uh, again, filling the second floor. They come, to, come for midweek worship and Bible study, and they're just having a great time hanging out. So I, I texted Daniel this week. I said, Daniel, do you have a, a little bit of a, you know, a video that you could send me that kind of shows us what you actually do in Elevate on Wednesday night. So if you guys have that next video, let's, let's see what it looks like. I love it, yeah. <laughs> it's a great time. And I tell you all of this, let you see that, just to encourage you, just like Timothy encouraged Paul, we are so scattered out and isolated in our buildings that you would never know that any of this was taking place unless you just happened to be there at the right moment. Now, there's two other ministries that uh, you might not be aware of. On Monday nights at 7 p.m., we have college students who meet in the A building for worship and prayer and Bible study. It's the first time in many years that we've had a service during the week for college students. God is at work, and I am so thankful. Rejoice always. And then you may not know that we have on Tuesdays and Thursdays a preschool learning center. Every Tuesday and Thursday mornings from about 9 to 2, it's called the Ochester Learning Center. We've got kids from all over Northwest Austin enrolled. Uh, there's a waiting list. It is filled to capacity. OLC loves children. It teaches biblical curriculum, ministers to these families and parents. The children love it. The parents love it. It's amazing what's happening every Tuesday and Thursday morning in the OLC right here at Great Hills. Rejoice always. But you know what the greatest joy is to me is that there are so many of our students and children coming to salvation and being baptized. Since the beginning of the year, we've had 12 children, and counting this morning, 33 students baptized. Is that awesome? It's a great thing. 
And we give praise to God because He's at work. Church, be encouraged. Amen. And He's at work in the young lives in our church. It is so awesome. Well, then Paul says, pray without ceasing. And again, these are just very clear words. He says, pray and do so without intermission, without stopping, incessantly, keep it up, pray as you go through your life each day, pray. And can I tell you on this Harvest Sunday offering that people are praying at Great Hills? Could we use more intercessors? Absolutely. You say, well, I don't know how to pray. Teach me how to pray. I'm so glad that you asked that. So in all of our adult Bible life classes, in all of our student Bible life classes, during the month of January, we're going to teach you about prayer and how to share your own personal faith. We won't do anything to embarrass you, and we're not going to put you on the spot, but we are going to teach you how to pray and how to share your faith. So put it on your calendar. Plan to be here every Sunday morning in Bible Life in January. You know, we have such a loving Heavenly Father. He just wraps His arms around us, draws us in close, knows everything about our hearts, everything that we think, all the struggles we're going through. Spending time in prayer is so sweet. In fact, let's take a moment and just go back to the Lord in prayer right now. So Father, we thank You for the privilege of prayer. We rejoice today that You are working in the lives of our children, our students. Thank You for all the leaders. Father, we thank You for how the nations are being touched through our LifeBridge ministry. And we are so grateful for our salvation. We ask you to continue to guide us now in this service, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen. So many of you are faithful to pray for other people. And I want you to hear just two praise the Lord answers to prayer that have happened right here at Great Hills this year. It was back in May, one of our very sweet moms who just serves faithfully every single Sunday, wasn't feeling good, went into the doctor, diagnosed with a rare form of lung cancer. Now, she never had any history of cancer in her family. No smoking, no secondhand smoke, none of that. Boom, she gets hit with a rare form of lung cancer. Well, immediately, people begin to pray, family, friends that knew her. First decision, were we going to stay in Austin or were we going to go to MD Anderson in Houston? Everybody was praying. Decision was made to go to MD Anderson. They went, people were praying, batteries of tests. Uh, everybody, how, how do we best treat this? And 
it was finally decided that major surgery just to remove the cancer was the best decision. So they assigned her to a surgeon at MD Anderson. She never met this guy. He was the top thoracic surgeon at MD Anderson. And not only that, he was the interim head of surgery for all the surgery departments at MD Anderson. People were praying. God was answering. She went through the surgery, huge surgery, any type of lung surgery, so major. Came through it wonderfully, but just completely wiped out. It's taken her months to recover, but you know, she's making progress. About three or four weeks ago, she was back at church for the first time, and she said, they tell me I'm cancer-free. I'm cancer-free. <clears throat> now, all during this time, you were praying, people she knew were praying, and I think you just need to give a praise to the Lord. Christy, where are you this morning? Here she is right here. Stand up, sweetie. She's right back here. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Give you another life situation. One of our young couples had two beautiful children. They decided, hey, let's have a third child. She got pregnant. Well into the pregnancy, she had a miscarriage. Some of you walked that road just so traumatic. Uh, they were just absolutely devastated. All the emotions, questions, Many people praying, God, be merciful, help them, comfort them, get them through this. Time passed. They were dealing with the situation, but the question came, should we do this again? Should we try this pregnancy again? And here's a quote from this young mom. She says, it's our story but it was God's plan. We just had to pray, be faithful to God, know that He's in control, and that there's a reason for everything. The decision was made, and she is well into another pregnancy. Prayers being lifted. New pregnancy has been completely successful. Mom and baby are doing great, and there's every expectation of a safe delivery and a healthy baby. Pray without ceasing. Answered prayers the way that God works and moves. Let me give you one other kind of prayer. This is a prayer that is prayed to bring down strongholds of sin and death that grip the hearts of those who are lost. Those who have never met Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. We have a group of intercessors, not a large group, but a committed group of intercessors who have been praying and prayer walking the neighborhoods around Great Hills. 
And they've been crying out in prayer for the Lord to push back the darkness so that we could bring the light and love and hope of the Lord Jesus to the neighborhoods around us. So in October, we kicked off a needs-based apartment ministry. We'd been praying about this for months. And we'd been praying specifically for one apartment complex to be open for us to be able to come and share and, and just go to those people and say, how can we help you? So on a specific day, one of our men, as we undergirded him in prayer, went to that complex office to visit and see if we would be allowed to be on their campus and knock on their doors. The answer was yes, we could do it as long as there were no complaints. I can't tell you how huge that was for us to be able to knock on every door. So October, early October, about 20 of us knocked on 340 apartment doors in a complex close to our church. And we just said, hey, we're here because we love you. We care about you. How can we meet your needs? And can we pray for you? People were just so receptive. It just, the doors were open, all kinds of opportunities. We're going back to that same complex once every month to every door. We went yesterday knocking on doors. Guess what? The rain held off for two hours. That was good. Knocking on doors. People invited us in. We were able to share the gospel. We were able to pray with almost every person whose door we knocked on yesterday. And then we were able to take groceries to two families that needed help. They were just out of food for the month. These are things that God is doing through prayer, opening doors. And I'm so thankful. So can I encourage you to pray without ceasing? For two years, we've been praying and working to partner with a local elementary school. Our purpose here is to support the students and encourage the teachers and the administrators. This will be a long-term partnership that allows us to adopt and care for the students and faculty. Um, I know Daniel has had great success with this in previous ministry and church he's been in. And so two weeks ago, after two years of praying and talking and working, God opened the door, answered our prayer, and we're now partnered with a local elementary school in our area right here. And the, the Lord's going to use that just in great ways to minister to children and teachers and allow us to love and cheer on people with the gospel. Be encouraged, church. God answers prayers. He's at work at Great Hills. And believe me, I can't, I'm, I'm just barely scratching the surface. <clears throat> there are many, many things happening 
and there's no way that I could share all of them this morning. So the final phrase that's been on the, that's about to be on the screen here is Paul says, in everything give thanks. Say it with me, in everything give thanks. Now the Greek word for everything is pos, and it simply means in all things, in all manner of things, in whatever, give thanks. And the Greek word for give thanks is eucharisteo, and it's a verb that means actively give thanks. So be grateful, be thankful. So Paul is absolutely directing the Thessalonians to be thankful in everything. Now, if you were a Thessalonian, this might be a real unusual request. If you go to Acts, the 17th chapter, it tells you what happened. Paul and Silas came into Thessalonica, as was their custom. They went to the Jewish synagogue, and they taught the gospel, the good news of Jesus, for three weeks in that Jewish synagogue. Many Greeks came and listened, and the Jews were listening. Some of them believed, some of the Greeks believed. But there were a lot of Jews that did not believe, and they incited a riot. Can you imagine the gospel inciting a riot? The entire city was in a riot. And they came looking for Paul and Silas, and a guy named Jason had hidden them away so they couldn't be found. So they arrested Jason and a few of the other new believers, drug them through the streets, put them in jail, accused them of being against Caesar, against their city, against the entire economic uh, structure of the city. But fortunately, they only asked them to pay bond and they let them go. They could have been flogged, they could have been killed, they could have been kept in prison for all, all matter of time. They got back home and that night they helped Paul and Silas sneak out of the city for fear that they might be imprisoned or killed. And so Paul is saying, okay, in everything give thanks. And they're thinking, okay, well this means, you know, I can be arrested, I can be beaten, I can be thrown in prison, I can lose everything I have, and you're telling me in everything, give thanks. <clears throat> when you and I encounter difficult situations, debilitating accident, loss of a job, students when you fail a test, financial disaster, bad medical report, you know, break up with your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Remember what that was like? A divorce, sudden death, whatever it is, the last thing on our minds is giving thanks. Can I just tell you, when I look around the room this morning, it's people that are faced with difficulties or you've been through difficulties. Can I just say to you, I see faith and courage in your faces because I know what you've been through and I know what some of you are going through. You know what Paul is talking about 
because you've experienced it. And you're here today because you understand what he means when he says in everything give thanks. You're here to give thanks and praise to God because in the moments of life when you've had your greatest struggles, you have found God to be faithful. You have found God to be completely trustworthy. His love is unfailing. His compassion is always there. In fact, you found your faith in God to be the only thing that you could hold on to. When life is shattered, when life is out of control, hear me teenagers, college students, people of any age, when there are seemingly no answers, God is there. He can be trusted and He will never let you out of His care. I could just go around the room today and have people stand up and say, this is how, this is how God was with me. This is how God was with me. This is how God is with me right now today. In everything give thanks. Jesus says in John 10, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life, gives his life for the sheep. That's us. He's willing to give, and he did give all. And then King David wrote in Psalm 23, you know it, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want because he is my shepherd. These are great promises. When trouble comes, you have a shepherd who will care for you. So I don't think it took the Thessalonian Christians too long to understand what Paul meant when he said, in everything give thanks. The truth that Paul was communicating, this is as simply as I can put it, was that as you live your life for Christ, you can expect difficulties, but God will always be with you. Say it with me, in everything, give thanks. One more time, in everything, give thanks. And I just say to you, your faith is an encouragement to me and to many others as we see that faith in action. So I hope you've been encouraged this morning. Pastor Danny just wanted me to lift you up. Great things happening. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. God is at work in and through His people at Great Hills Baptist Church. So may we rejoice this week in all that's been shared and in all that God is doing. Now would you join me in prayer this morning? Well, Heavenly Father, we thank You for being our rock and our salvation. We do rejoice. And we are so thankful for the privilege of prayer. And we give You thanks in everything. For every problem in this room this morning, 
And almost everyone in the room would say, yes, I, I need that shepherd. We give you thanks because you're going to guide us and lead us in how to make it through what we're facing. And we give you praise for the things that you've helped us be able to walk through. Thank you for how you're moving and working here at Great Hills. But Father, you want to work in the hearts of all people. And you want everyone to become a part of your kingdom. You want to be their shepherd. So speak to anyone who's present this morning, who's watching on the internet, who's never trusted you as their Lord and Savior, and give them the courage and the faith right now, just as you did to us, to open the door to their hearts so that they can receive your love and forgiveness. If that's you and you need Jesus this morning, would you pray this prayer with me right now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. I know that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins. <clears throat> thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Come into my heart and save me. I open the door. Come in and save me. I trust you as my Lord and Savior. From this day forward, I will live for you. In Jesus' name, amen.